Hello listeners and welcome to State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. I am your guide through the murky waters of the Constitution, Stephen Payton. The date is Friday the 17th of September 2021. Let's get into it. Kicking things off, according to a Tory think tank, 6 out of 10 Scots support holding a second independence referendum before the next holded election. That is according to polling by an organisation called Onward. That's not likely to have been the result they were hoping for, given that it's currently chaired by a Tory life peer. The funny part, however, is that the group which describes itself as being an ideas factory for centre-right thinkers tried to spin its results as a negative ahead of the SNP conference last weekend. Initially, they claimed that support for a referendum this year or the next had dropped, which may be true, but surely the headline here is that a majority of Scots, 62%, want a second referendum within this parliamentary's term. That's something they somewhat buried beneath the headline that they wanted. In fact, breaking the data down further, 53% would like to see a referendum by the end of 2023, the current deadline set by the SNP for securing a second constitutional poll. Oops, not quite the bombshell that Onward were hoping for, it's back to the ideas factory with you. And speaking of going back, let's talk about Britain's latest plan to take us back in time altogether. It's actually been a long-running joke that Brexit would lead to the kind of petty, inward-looking exceptionalism that would return us to outdated and less intuitive ways of doing things just because those outdated and less intuitive way of doing things just so happened to be British by George. And one of those jokes was that we would end up returning to the old imperial measurement system after Brexit just to stick it to those foreigners with their simple and easily understood metric system. And yet, here we are, in a new list of supposed Brexit opportunities, the UK government has promised the opportunity to return to the old imperial measurement system. Being a member of the EU had meant that goods needed to be sold in the standard metric system for ease of trade between nations. Now, many of you listening may be less familiar with imperial measurements, so let me explain. Metric basically breaks things into metres for length and kilograms for mass. 1,000 grams becomes a kilogram, 1,000 millimetres becomes a metre. It's pretty simple. Imperial, on the other hand, not so much. We do use a lot of it still, you know, in everyday life, but it's far less clear and generally is just based on old-fashioned measurements of body parts, like a foot, which contains 12 inches, and a yard, which contains 3 feet. And for measurements, we'd go back to counting out 16 ounces to make a pound, then 14 pounds to make a stone. It's so unintuitive, in fact, that very few other countries still use it. At the same time, it's not actually that big a deal. Like, it's it's not. It's not. We've been using a mix of imperial and metric for decades, like when you order a pint at the bar. That is imperial. The broader point here is that the only folk really kicking up a fuss about a return to the good old days of how we measured things in the 70s or whatever are seemingly the kind of hardline Brexiteers that the Tory party are constantly pandering to now. Likewise, another so-called Brexit opportunity will be the return of the crown stamp on pint glasses. Firstly, I don't want to be reminded that I live under a monarchy while having a pint, but secondly, who asked for this? 
Who wanted this? It's just another callback to rose-tinted days of glorious Britain when men were men and there was a fresh plate of coal for dinner every night or something. This is where this is what the UK has been reduced to. And if that isn't a succinct argument for independence, I don't know what is. It is a choice seemingly between the future or the past. And if we wanted to talk about the effects of a Tory Brexit, I would gently remind the Conservatives that if you want to change how we measure and weigh food, there needs to be actual food on the shelves first. And how is that going? And finally, this week, two rapid-fire points before we wrap up. First, following on from a story last week, SNP delegates at their conference did indeed vote to back removing Trident from the River Clyde within three years of a vote in favour of independence. The vote passed 528 to 14. And secondly, the Scottish band Texas has announced that they've gone from no to yes on Twitter. Frontwoman Charlene Spiteri was a high-profile no supporter back in 2013. However, this week, after The Express wrote an article based around her 2013 comments, the band's Twitter account responded to say that after Brexit, Spiteri and the rest of the crew now supported independence. Leaving aside the fact that The Express just had to go back eight years to find an anti-indie story for the day, this is good news and reflective of changing attitudes across Scotland, something that was reflected in the comments on the tweet. But that does bring us to an end this week. So with all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? Like recently announced plans to ban protests from outside the Scottish Parliament, not likely to end well. See you all again next Friday.